Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit tomboyx.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Okay, podcast starts now. What's up, everybody globally around the world? (laughs) What is up, everybody globally? (laughs) What is up globally? Um, Hey, it's Um, Miami to eat pizza. Hey, (laughs) let's get loud. Let's get loud. Um, Wow, it's the year anniversary of Let's Get Loud. Well, shout out. My my, uh, coworker, Claire Caracillo, wrote... um, a piece about the one-year anniversary of Jennifer Lopez saying, let's get loud. <laughs> I mean... And honestly, it was an absolutely <laughs> stunning piece, and I highly recommend everyone Google it. Um, her assertion was that this was the year Jennifer Lopez got her loud back. Wow. And in many ways, she's right. And she's right. That was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen, to plug an <laughs> old song at an inauguration. Okay. I mean... But hear me out. Yeah. That, to me, was the best part. Like... And I'm saying this as someone who, like, I, don't get me wrong, Lady Gaga is a better artist than Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> don't come at me with pitchforks and literally, uh, what's the thing where you decapitate? Um, guillotines? <laughs> guillotines. <laughs> don't come at me with any kind of medieval weapons. But leave the, the mid- medieval <laughs> weaponry at home. Please leave the medieval weaponry at home just this once so I can finish <laughs> this one sentence in my gay podcast, which is that I think... J-Lo, in, like, saying let's get loud in the middle of this land is your land is 
it is the best possible encapsulation of the political process in America that I've yeah. ever seen on screen. Yes, it is the American spirit. It is all politics wrapped into one. It is, it's, it shows our emptiness. It shows our yes. fullness. It, and it, it shows it so much more, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, than like, like Lady Gaga, of course, there's something to be said about her going there as though she's in the Hunger Games and then like talking about how she's going to investigate the insurrection herself, all that. Of course, iconic in a different way. We have to stand. <laughs> I mean, I'm obviously, you know, uh, yeah, having again. her sign my insurrection memorabilia. <laughs> but but I do think the simplicity of Jennifer Lopez <laughs> saying, let's get loud in the middle of my land is your land. There's nothing like it. I mean, I even want to just double down on that one sentence. The simplicity of Jennifer Lopez. Like, if you stop <laughs> yes. there, there's just, it's, it's so simple the whole she's kind of whole the queen deal. of being simple <laughs> yeah in a way that's like actually very helpful especially in our current society where you know sometimes down is up and oh left is right 100%. now and you look at there's jennifer something lopez. about jennifer lopez where if someone's like what is a celebrity you can be like this <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and they'll get it like yeah and they're like what did she do know. and it's like well a little bit of everything a little bit of everything and what does she do like is she great at any of it and it's like she's fine she's not bad yeah I did recently get J-Lo pilled when I decided, I, I always thought that, what you're saying now, that was always how I viewed her. I recently <laughs> dis- decided I think she's actually a very good actress. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I watched that movie, the Soderbergh movie with her and George Clooney. What is it called? You're asking the wrong bitch. Uh, Kenise, do you know? <laughs> no, uh... I can look it up. <laughs> Crap. Truly, I. the thing is, I should know this. Out of sight, uh, out of sight. I did... Yeah, I was like, I... <laughs> I don't say, okay, can you, okay, can you just go back into the waiting room? I've watched film except for one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, okay, I watched Out of Sight, and she's just like, it, it, there's something about that movie where you're like, they don't make them like this anymore. Like, it's it, there really are just two beautiful, gorgeous movie stars. And I'm generally skeptical about George Clooney, but, but he really shines there. Anyway, the point is, you are right, generally, that she doesn't do anything well. Yeah, but, but you know, she kind of freaked it in Hustlers. She, and, <laughs> well, and that's kind of the thing about, that's also part of the charm, is that because she mm-hmm. is not great, when she is great in something, it's like, oh, she tried really hard and, like, did this really <laughs> <Yes>. well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, so you feel happy, you feel joy when she does well, mm-hmm. because you know it's totally. above and beyond. I also like how her iconic moments are very like there's also simplicity in that it's like her iconic moments are like she wore a dress <laughs> or like um that or, dress or or like uh jenny from the block so literal so literal so i mean there's also the staying power that she has Yes, they say that. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, I think it's so powerful that to have a gay podcast is to create a safe space to talk exclusively about Jennifer Lopez for 10 minutes. I agree. But I also want to, I really, I actually think you're so correct to point to the staying power. And I, and I think that is similar to the staying power of America. Like, it is a fallen <laughs> empire that still, you're like, yeah, I guess it's A-list. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. As far as countries go, like we're we're kind of still we're kind of still chasing the high of love don't cost a thing. Yeah, America is is always returning to the it's the dress. It's like always going back to its Versace <laughs> yes. gown and being like, yes, I can still America- fit into it. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but it's not the same thing. It doesn't yeah. like have the shock. Right. Yeah. America's <laughs> output is constantly like. 
is constantly movies like that movie she did called The Boy Next Door, where she gives someone a, a quote unquote original copy of the Iliad. <laughs> and then it's like bad reviews, flops, everyone hates her. And then she comes out with the dress. It's like every two years she has to wear the Versace dress. Yeah. And for America, I guess the Versace dress is like maybe war. War. <laughs> Maybe America's Versace dress war is, is the Versace dress of America. I mean, and she 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 struts her stuff mm-hmm. every couple of and years. She also, and quite frankly, her story is very American. I mean, <laughs> didn't grow up with a lot. She was in all, in fact, simply Jenny from the block. She did not have rocks, <laughs> and um, and and then you know made quite a name for herself. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I'm still stuck what? on the war being the Versace dress. That's, That's one of the most intelligent things you've ever said. <laughs> that is, um, I'm like, this is this is rough. I'm, what space are we in today? What? I think that's so funny. No, I think it's so funny, but it's it's problematic. That's for sure. Is it? Is it not? I don't know. I think it's kind of literally like a Marxist critique, but I guess it's also problematic. <laughs> yeah, I guess sometimes the truth kind of hurts more than I <laughs> yeah, want it yeah. to. Um, it's kind of like when we said, I can't remember which one of us said it in the Patreon episode, that good lighting is the new laugh track. <laughs> that now people, it's like, it used to be that people were hypnotized by a laugh track and thought a show was good. And now they're hypnotized by good lighting and think bad prestige shows are good. I mean, first of all, I want to thank you for um, taking that thought from out from behind the paywall because that was such a good thought. And Yeah, people need to know that that's what you get if you pay us a monthly. <laughs> and I was like... You know, I was up at night, unable to sleep, thinking about mm. how people weren't going to be able to hear that if they weren't paying the five dollars a month. Well, whenever we record a Patreon episode, you then can't sleep for a week. <laughs> it's so it's so traumatic, actually. And it's, yes, our Patreon's about trauma, really. Our Patreon is about trauma, and um, you know, whereas our real episodes are sort of a celebration of life. Um, that's right. And a reflection. It's the yin and yang. The real episodes are a celebration of life. The Patreon episodes are a celebration of (laughs) deep-seated PTSD. Yeah. Uh, Because if because we have trauma from, in fact, participating in capitalism by charging people for our content, (laughs) and we're so sensitive to that, we're so sensitive to that that it actually has an emotional impact on us. Well, yeah, we're empaths, and so the fact (laughs) the fact that people pay, we cannot help but feel like, oh my god, that's almost as if we are paying for us. Right. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. Like we, you know, we know we're in technically making money, but we actually feel like we're losing money every time we record a Patreon. Every time a payment comes in, we feel it a physical pain. Yeah, it hurts. And and you can see it in our faces. It's... You can. <laughs> We're laughing through the tears, honey. <laughs> oh, my wow. God. Um, God. You know what I love? I love when I, I came in with, like, kind of backup topics that I could bring up in case we didn't, we didn't get on a roll. Mm. And guess what? I'm throwing those in the damn trash. Oh, take out the fucking trash, bitch. I <laughs> I I never roll in with a topic ever 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 because I think you're more confident than I am. No, no, no. I'm I'm reckless. Um You're reckless. I but I just I'm like we're going to talk about something. Something's going to yeah. come up whether we like it we or not. We know we know it's a success when we don't resort to like how was your weekend. Yeah, when we're asking how the weekend is. I mean, which is sometimes a, a very valid conversation. It's it's valid, but but here's what I'll say: just because something is valid doesn't mean you should do it. celebrate it or do it. And that's actually one of the biggest misconceptions of the LGBTQ community. Yeah, you can be valid and also not good. Yes. 
Like, should we bring in our guest? I think so. I think I think it's TBH time. I think it's TBH time. Um, George, you do it. You're well, so this Carolina, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm so excited to have her on. Truly one of my oldest friends in common. Not oldest age-wise. She's actually very young. But um, one of the people I've known <laughs> the longest. I mean, we came up in Boston together. We once roomed together at a comedy festival in Portland, Oregon. If you can Whoa. even wrap your stupid little brain around that. <laughs> I, that wasn't directed at you, Sam. It was directed at our listeners. <laughs> no, no. I'm... I took it personally. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> know that. <laughs> no. Um, anyway, please put your ears together. Is that... Oh, no, that's something uh, our colleagues say. We can't say it. Okay, please welcome to the lab, Kanice... Kanice V. Mobley. <laughs> Hello, Kanice. Uh, yes, I've added a V yes. to my name. Yeah, uh, she told us to say that. Yes. It's controversial, <laughs> I know. Uh, some people don't like it, but I think it really emphasizes who I am as a person. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Kanice, how the hell is it going? It is coming along. I hate winter. Yeah. And mm, it is winter. Mm-hmm. So that's tough. But outside of that, I want to jump off. I want to add to that. I <laughs> Sam's inspired already. <laughs> I'm my, I'm so inspired by that sentence. Last week, which was what, the third week of January, I was like I actually love winter and I'm like, I love gearing up and I love like wearing my long underwear and like committing. But then this literally one week later, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm ready for spring now. (laughs) Like last week I was like, this could go forever and I would be happy actually. And then this week it's like, no, actually it needs to be like May. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you have a way of taking it. (laughs) I think the reason you were excited is because you wore your long johns for the first time. And then felt very erotic in them. Sure, sure. Would you say that's accurate? Well, there's something to it. <laughs> okay. Oh, Kanice, I don't know if you know this. I can eroticize almost anything. That's exactly <laughs> I respect yeah. that so much. I think that is a fantastic skill. It really and is. And hell yeah. I don't own long johns, but if I did own them, I would... You would eroticize would the hell out of them. <laughs> yeah. I try to be like, look at... I don't know. Do you look at your butt when you're wearing long johns? Oh, I'll I'm look at any, short any, any damn thing. <laughs> There's your <laughs> eyes can land anywhere. Okay. There's not a bad spot to look at. <laughs> not a bad spot. Um, well, you just got back from LA, so you're really like getting used oh. to the cold again. Yeah, yeah. I was out there for a week. It rained on the first day, and I was like, okay, that's not what I came here for. <laughs> like, why well, I'm trying to go hiking, uh, but every other day it was sunny. I went to the beach. I sweated outside. It was mm. wow. That does wow. sound nice. Yeah. Like, well, oh, sorry, go no, ahead. No, you Sam. go. No. No. Nor. Oh, I actually have nothing to say. <laughs> oh, okay, me neither. <laughs> Man, wow. we really were on our own oh, there. No, that feeling with the podcast. <laughs> sorry. No, 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 no ready no. for the Okay, wait, no. ready? Yes. So, did you like LA or Oh my god, Sam. I'm going to literally <laughs> leave my Zoom window and enter yours and shoot you. <laughs> So, what are the differences between LA and New York? No. <laughs> I've lived in both. <laughs> Love both. Yeah. Both have good restaurants. Totally. I like that a lot of them are cheaper in LA. Yeah. Love driving. A lot of people don't like it. I love it. I find it calming and centering. Yeah. Except for when I have bouts of road rage, which I do. Mm. Uh, the beach is fantastic. I don't know. I, I don't know if I give off beach lady in New York, but it when it the moment I get to LA, I'm like, I'm going to the beach. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. I like uh I like the idea of you having slightly different personalities in New York and LA. Yeah. It's 
It is accurate. Which I kind of feel too. Like I really, especially because I spent time in California during very formative years. When I go to California, suddenly I am Cali girl. <laughs> like whereas when it I'm happens. in New York, I'm like, I'm going to the Whitney. Like it, I really like <laughs> cos. Yeah, like said. I like cosplaying New Yorker, and then when I go to LA, I'm like, why is everyone so uptight in the East Coast? <laughs> I agree 100%. I, I wish I could adapt better. LA is like such a block for me. I do not yeah. adapt well when I'm there. I like spiral Here's and like yeah. like get mad for no reason and be like, I'm I'm going to walk. Of course. I'm going to walk even though totally. I can't. And I'm just like mad because you're not supposed to walk. And no, they don't have the infrastructure for it. They literally don't have they sidewalks. Don't. And they don't. You'll die. <laughs> I was on the damn road. It was not he smart. Sam is walking on the freeway. He's like, I need to walk. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you need, Sam, to to like LA better, and in fact, it's not even LA; it's California. Because LA, whatever. But you need to like do a nature California trip. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need to go to Big Sur. You need to go to Joshua Tree. You need to go to Marin. I I think you need to <laughs> go to Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> I really think. Have you talked about going to Coachella before? Uh, oh, trust me. You, you brought it up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I really think that is what makes California click. Going somewhere where there are like redwoods and doing like a sure, hike and sure. then coming out and then there's a store that sells jam. Perfect. My podcast yeah. co hosts prescribed me to go to Coachella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I would say don't go to Coachella. I know I was, just to be clear. Don't do that. Oh, okay. but but for sure, go to the redwoods. <laughs> yes, go to the redwoods. There's like 15 trails in Los Angeles alone that you can hike, and you can always see the city. So I am a. I will say, even though it's not clear that I am a beach person, uh, it is deep within my core that I am a city person, mm-hmm. and I love that I'm hiking, and then I get above some trees, and oh, thank God, a city. Exactly, okay. I feel the same way, Kenise. It's like. <laughs> It, it, the nature is um, is incorporated into the city, and not just the nature, but like random. It's like people go and like look through a telescope, and it's like okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> sure, like you can do all. And then, but you're never, but you can always see a view of what looks kind of like a city. Yes, oh, it, it's so comfortable. And even the right beach there, too. There it's people, like you're at the stores. beach, but then you look back, and there's you know <laughs> just Galba. <laughs> Perfect. She's always. Hanging She's out. always. Hanging I don't out. feel safe if I can't see Jessica Alba. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, you also need. I, I. The other thing you need, Sam. I think. Sorry to keep prescribing. Is please. L. A. Is a city that you need to force yourself to romanticize. You have to read a book. You have to like read Joan Didion. Like yeah, you have to read a book yeah. that's like about California, and then honestly, be reading it as you're walking in California. <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. I do need a. I need to find my fantasy in yeah. California because yes. right now I don't part of me like the only fantasy I could have in my mind is it involves being wealthy and I'm not there right. yet so it's sort of um the fantasy whereas, doesn't work yeah whereas honestly that's kind of how I feel about New York really to me New York I'm like my fantasy is I mean I'm sure this kind of like fake nostalgic fantasy of what I imagine basically like 80s and 90s New York to to be like like 
my fantasy is like going to like a you know it's like you're trying to do like, like coke off a mirror or something no no, no not even that just like doing the classic <laughs> thing, like just like a classic thing, like going to like film forum and then to like this french restaurant that the everyone knows about and then like and then going to a gala <laughs> then going to like just like going to broadway like it's nothing like not sure, having to track yeah, today sure. ticks for discounted tickets just being like yeah i i'm seeing this new production of you know Tennessee Williams, you know, I, 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 that's, whereas in LA, I actually, what I romanticize is more like a hippie-esque vibe. Like, yeah, like going hiking and having a dinner party. In LA, it's so easy to like entertain. Like when my family would come and visit, it'd be like, okay, we're going to go to this cheap taco restaurant. That's the best tacos in town. And then we go to the beach and then we go to the mountains and then we go to like Randy's. It's just like a bunch of things that you don't have to be rich for are there. Don't be wrong. Being rich there better. (laughs) Uh, I hear, I wouldn't know personally, but it seems like it. Uh, But here truly it's like, if you don't have money, mm-hmm. where are you going to go? Exactly. Like, yeah. like, I guess you can go to Central Park. Park. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like New York wealth has always felt more appealing to me than L.A. wealth. It's it's intellectual Ooh. wealth. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, in um in Succession where it's like they, when they meet with the liberal family that's yes. also really wealthy and also evil, but they pretend they're good people. That's what New York wealth <laughs> is. <laughs> totally. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, well, I think we've gotten to the bottom of New York versus L.A., finally. <laughs> wow, I can't believe we did it. Um, I know, but, yeah, we it. but dare I say, one of the more enjoyable New York versus L.A. conversations I've had in my life. No, I really feel like we got to the bottom of something. I mean, it was nuanced. It was subtle. It was yeah. It was dealing in, in terms that most people couldn't fathom. Exactly. <laughs> we're also, I mean, we're in the trenches. Kenise just got back from L.A. She literally just got I mean, back. Um, yeah. Wait. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. okay, how do I ask this tactfully? What was Boston? Kenise, what was George like in Boston? Be honest. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, uh, cool. This is a great question. No, I want to know. Up and coming? Like, I started a little bit before yeah. you, and I think you arrived, like, maybe ha- halfway through my tenure. Yeah, I think so. It, but you were tenured. It feels like I went to, uh, it, it feels, I mean, it does feel like comedy high school mm-hmm. versus New York, which is comedy college, grad school, et cetera. Um, God, yeah, lots of people cool. listening to this are going to be so mad you just said that. But... What? Oh, come on. Fuck them. They know. They fucking know. No, but I know what they you mean. They don't think, like, that's the end. You sure. Know, like... Okay, fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, if that is the end for you, that, I mean, in the same way that some people don't go to college, like, totally fine. Can but, <laughs> shit, is that, okay, I'm, I saw that. Okay, but, okay. <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> Digging myself yeah. into a deeper hole. Um, you were cool. Thank you. And I knew you were cool. Thank you. Quickly. Mm. And some people, it took a while. Yeah. Scratch that. Most people took a while to be like, what's this whole person's deal? You yes. Uh, but you, I was like, oh, he's cool. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it was a quick acceptance. There was no... Quick acceptance. I mean, yeah. I was also... It was very flash in the pan. I mean, I was in Boston for two years. Of those two years, I did comedy for essentially a year and a half. And then, like, yeah. after that, I would go back kind of quarterly. Because <laughs> I would always go back and, like, plan a lot of shows and do, like, a weekend. Especially if I, like, had new material or, you know, it, just because, like, it was impossible to get on shows in New York. Whereas I knew everyone in Boston. So I do feel like it feels like more than two years. You also years. like hosted one of the bigger. Yes, I sh- I hosted. I co-hosted. Uh, show, yes, yeah. um, yes, I co-hosted a show that was incredibly helpful in my Boston career because it was like a show that had a reputation before me. So then people 
learned who I was because they would like do this show that they already were doing before I started co-hosting it. Um, <laughs> but I also thought, Kenise also, I was like, I also thought you were very cool. And I also thought you had this kind of like <laughs> almost business bitch mentality of like, <laughs> I'm here, it's like, I'm here to win. <laughs> like, and like, which I really appreciated because there was a certain inertia sometimes where I feel like so many people, hmm, how do I put this? I've never heard this before and I love it. Please continue. Well, there's a certain kind of, there's a certain um, repetition that I actually found very nice in Boston whereas like you know I kind of within six months I found the places that I liked I found the people that I liked and then they were my friends and those were my spots and you know whereas I felt like you were always trying something new or you were like one of the first people I knew who was constantly like applying to comedy festivals like you were always like looking for the next step rather than being satisfied doing the same thing would you that's say that's true. accurate I am never satisfied yeah uh, I will not know happiness because I am always looking to the next thing mm -hmm. versus experiencing the thing that I'm doing. But also, I think you met me after I'd already come to New York. Like, I came to New York for one weekend in, I want to say, like, 2015. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm moving here. This is this is what I think you Yeah, is. I think you moved maybe, like, a year after we met or something. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, okay, nope, I see, I see where this could go, and this is not the limit. Sure, sure, sure. That, I, I am not trying to insult the people of Boston. I mean... <laughs> Not for that. Like, for other reasons, I just, yeah, yes. Yeah, no, I just want to say I disagree with everything Kinesis said about Boston. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay, okay, okay. You were like, this is an ideal place to stay. I don't know. I just love... Like, I, no, 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 no. I don't know. Let's I don't know all go I mean. around and say one nice thing about people of Boston. <laughs> just to make it up um, to them. <laughs> they think that they're nice. That's the thing. About Here's the thing. Many of, them, I, many of them are. It's The thing with Boston yes. is there's something about... I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, this is... And I was, I have a, a kind of long history in Boston because I, I didn't live there for a while, but I happened to be born there just because my parents happened to be there for a few years when I was born. So like, it has like a big place in my heart. I, my um, grandparents who are Greek, like came from Greece and like helped raise me for the first two years because my parents had to work. And like my grandfather would know, but he would still ask me like, how are those Celtics doing? Meanwhile, he's like Greek and does not follow the NBA. Like there's just like, <laughs> it has a special place in our family. So I have a lot of affection for it, but there is something about the, it, it, it don't you think it creates some kind of vortex? Like there, there's a certain, like, it doesn't allow you to leave or something. And then it like looks, to, and then it like, mistrusts people outsiders either people who leave or people who come in yes yes you think you're fancy exactly it's you like a very it's, yes exactly yeah yeah i feel like about boston i lived there for a total of six years and i got so much out of it but i also feel like i was being gaslit the entire time yes i would i would but I'm like other agree. places exist and they're like no they don't right <laughs> Other things are nice. No, this is the nicest it could be. And you're like, this was voted the least fashionable city <laughs> in America. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, it's tough because I do. I, I would say I almost have like 50 percent incredibly positive and 50 percent incredibly negative association. Like it's not <laughs> it, it. I wouldn't say I'm down the middle. It's just like on the one hand, it was it was also like the most I've ever felt part of a not ever. But like I felt so much part of a community, like even just like. Especially because we, did you live in Cambridge or Boston? Yeah. yeah, like in Cambridge, you're like, 
it's like there's a small village vibe and you have your like local bar and your local coffee shop and it's walkable and everything's you easy people, you know constantly. yeah yeah and that i haven't really even now living in brooklyn for four or five years like i haven't really accessed that yet of like the local neighborhood Mm. and yet I feel like you gotta make it you gotta make it and yet you know you try to go to a restaurant in Boston and it's like are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> wait what do you mean what do you mean it's I mean I'm sorry but I also and I don't I, this I'm gonna sound it's gonna sound somehow elitist but like I also moved from San Francisco and California as you know has just like incredibly fresh food and like it's yes. a center for food whatever and then i would try to go to like these i would be like read some about some like new american restaurant in boston and be like oh great this will be good and then i would go and it would be like <laughs> the worst thing i've ever tasted <laughs> it was always like to go to and there was like a couple places where it was a little bit elevated but i had like a, a we called it like a dinner club and we'd go to like the list of best yes, restaurants yeah. in boston and we'd go to one of them each month it was like a thing that we did and Looking back, so many of those restaurants, those new American restaurants, tasted exactly like chili. <laughs> exactly. They had like I think that's what it is. Yes. graphic design for yeah. the menus. Yeah. yeah. I felt like I was being lied to. And in fact, <laughs> what that what that empowered me to do is to abandon the concept of luxury and be like, I am going to go to legal seafoods, like which is yeah. delicious. Why not? That really that was like an empowering thing for me in Boston. It was like not really taking any risk and just being like, I know what the good things are. Yeah. And I'm gonna go there and that's my life. That's it. Yeah. You know what you like. I went to Boston one time and I I said <laughs> yeah, Sam, way in. I said never again. I went to Wait, what was your Boston experience? I went for like this was in like twenty twelve, twenty thirteen for like some improv festival. This was when I was in my improv. The Boston e- Comedy Arts Festival? Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. And Hosted by Improv Boston. In town. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, just the town was so, like, I was like, what do you guys do? Like, <laughs> like God. this is the bar? Like, every bar was like an Irish pub in a way that was like, grow up. I could yes. not, I could not enjoy myself in those spaces. I'm shocked you don't like that. Because that seems so your vibe. That's actually a good point. <laughs> Let me unpack that. And in fact, you know what you would love, Sam? The bar I used to host my show at with my friends Zach and Pamela um, is, it's kind of, it, it's, Kenise, would you say it's, I'd say it's a dive bar that, dive ha, that bar. has a back room. 100%. Like, there was a back room that actually when we set it up for the show was like a perfect size for a show. It was like, honestly, the to this day, the best show I've ever been a part of. But um <laughs> But it it is, it was a dive bar hosted by all, it was like all Irish straight guys. I'm pretty sure a couple of them are MAGA. Whoa. Oh yeah, they're skeevy as hell. Because they said some things that were off to me. Yes, it was like one of those things where you had to kind of look look the other way. Um, But but anyway, it's like the kind of bar that I think you would fetishize, Sam. It is called the Dugout. The dugout it Cafe. is on BU's campus. Yeah. I went to BU. You went to BU too? No, I didn't go to BU, but I spent a lot of time there because of that. But you Wait, went which, to BU for grad school. Yeah, I went to BU for grad school. Wait, which school did you go to? I Just went to say? MIT for this. Okay, like, I was like, <laughs> you're because all the only people who don't say it when they say where they went to school are Harvard and MIT people. So I was like, well, you went to one of those. Yeah, two. I also Come feel on. weird about it because every it's like everyone always assumes it was really expensive, but it was actually a fully funded program. And then I. <laughs> Well, but, but I don't. School. I don't want anyone to be also, like, "Oh, yeah, he's like 
his you know like whatever his parents paid two hundred thousand dollars for him to go to grad school so then i end up preempting that by like talking about how it's fully funded and then everyone's like no one asked like shut up <laughs> so that's why i don't say it anyway it doesn't matter but yes i went to mit you went to bu go yes. off <laughs> no that is the bar that we studied in yes, so like yes, yes. I, I wasn't even doing comedy oh that wait point. really yeah, so like I have, I was drunk in the dugout constantly mm. before that show started because I was there for grad school and I would like bring we'd bring our books and like sit around a table with beers and just yeah. like that's where we did our work and also it is featured. I don't know if you saw this uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yep. Yep. Wow. Casey Affleck, uh, yeah. who is probably a bad person, is wearing a the dugout cafe T shirt and it's yeah. And I'm pretty sure they then hung a photo of that still in the dugout cafe. <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, Kanice, you talking about like going to a bar with all your books and sort of like studying while having beers is so like sitcom-y. It, like, I love that so much because it's something that I feel like only happens in fantasies. But <laughs> it, It's very How I Met Your Mother. I mean, I guess they're not in college. But, <laughs> well, but yeah, it's, it's, I accept it's that. there's something CW about it. There's something almost yes. Gilmore Girls about it. See, I was going to wow, say Riverdale. Wow, wow, wow. Riverdale, <laughs> yeah, okay. I feel like Riverdale, well, okay, actually, Pat was talking about this recently. It's like, you know how in movies and TV, there's always like a huge lounge in every school? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, what schools have these like fully like, you know, they're very, it's like you're in the W Hotel. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Where they just there's just stuff around and no one's like ushering you out of it and like yeah. nothing's broken or ratty in the way that things that are used by college students are. Yeah, I mean, there's like a barista. They're like, "Do you want a cortado?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want that life. Um, wait, we have to do our first segment. Oh, we have to. Wait, I want to say one more thing. We literally have to, and then we have to because get to our topic. I, I, oh I my have god! One thing that I feel like will really tie it all together. Okay, <laughs> similar to that, I think when schools. LA schools are depicted on film it really takes me out of it and confuses me because they have like a full campus and I was always kind of like well that's not real in the same way that like a big school lounge is not real but then you hear about yeah. people that go to school in LA and they're like no that is real we like do high school high schools have like campuses oh interesting wait in, okay in LA wait, I to, uh, feel like I, high schools and in, in other places have campuses yeah I was like I'm from the south and it was like Several acres and different buildings. Yeah, like when like I was in New Jersey, and we had a campus. Okay, well, like, yeah, I mean, we had property that the school was on, but I wouldn't, like, we weren't, like, walking around outside most of the time. Like, they were, oh, like, you were mostly I, in the building. In my... I see. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I'm being attacked. But, I mean, surely you had, like, sports fields and things. Well, like, of course. I'm, I'm, I'm not disputing the fact that the school owns the land. <laughs> I'm disputing the structure of... <laughs> Of classes, and the fact that you would walk outside for mo like for me walking. We had to walk outside between every class. So like the science classes were over here, the uh, English classes yeah. were over here. Like you were walking outside math. between every class. Yeah, this is insane. Unless you had back to back science or something. I wouldn't go that far. We had a main building, and then we had like a couple more buildings that like. I, I this is I'm making this up because I don't remember, but I'm sure there was like some kind of art building or like <laughs> when I went to high school, there was a building that had all the science labs. George, if you could please yeah. just not make stuff up when we're trying to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, 
Um, well, let's do our first segment. That, that thought flopped. Sorry, I like you, were like, you were like, I think this will really tie everything together. And you were like, you're, you're a liar. Like, Actually, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. I've never heard anything more uh, disputable in my life. Oh, okay. Um, Denise, our first segment is called Straight Shooters. And in this segment, we gauge your familiarity with and complicity in straight culture by asking you a series of honestly nonsensical questions where you have to choose between one thing and another thing. And okay. the one rule is that you can't ask any follow-up questions about how the game works, even though it makes no sense. Okay. <laughs> okay, Sam? Okay, no. Knees. Claiming a dependent or being an independent woman? Being an independent woman. Knees. I love New York or I love Lamp? <laughs> I love New York. Um, okay, seeking revenge or seeking local singles in your area? Oh, that's tough. That's yeah, that's tough. Both of those equally is what I would <laughs> yeah, like. That's fair. That's valid. Respect. Uh, seeking revenge sounds like dramatic. I'm imagining it shot very well. Mm. Uh, it looks good. You can tell she went to grad school for film. <laughs> grad school for film. <laughs> I did. Oh my god, I did. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Um, but seeking, what is it? Local singles mm -hmm. in your area. I am single, and I. It wouldn't be the worst thing to meet other single people, mm -hmm. as long as they're not single in that way that you're like, oh, it's very clear why you are single. I see it. Fair, fair. You're not like other singles. Oh no, I I, I I can see I think it's obvious why I'm single. Okay. But I, I would like the other singles I'm around for not to be obvious. Right, right, right. Well that is the eternal question of dating, I guess. Or the eternal kind of dilemma. Yeah, exactly. Um, Kenise, kettle corn, kettle chips, or ketamine? Mm. Ooh, I love kettle corn. I have never <laughs> I've never done ketamine. I wasn't gonna say I've never done kettle chips. Uh, <laughs> Ketamine seems like intense, but then all these people are like, I love it. And mm. people who surprise me who I'm like, oh, it's pretty like straight arrow square person. And they're like, yeah. no, I got high in a back room in Thailand. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. So I'm going to go with kettle corn because I am square. <laughs> Great. Okay. Um, calling the pandemic a whole ass panini or calling coronavirus <laughs> Miss Rona. Oh, my God. Miss Rona, Miss Rona. When people call it the Panina, I don't know why it. I, mean, I just stop listening to what they're saying, yeah. and I have such a hard time getting back on track to be like, yes, I am here, I am in this conversation. Also, a panini is a good thing. Right. I like yeah. paninis. Leave, leave the paninis don't out of this. That. Yeah, there's yes. a whole ass panini is so just like broken brain. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, the whole thing has really revealed so many deep. Um, issues within our society and I one know. of them is like <laughs> you're telling me yeah. the need to call it a whole ass panini it's <laughs> so absurd it's, yes uh, pick one yeah. a whole ass pandemic yeah the panini well, yeah, it undermines your point like a panini yes. is actually like a pretty kind of um I don't know. Like it's like a lunch. It's not even like it's not even like a steak free. <laughs> like, it's like you can't say a whole ass panini. Like a panini is not like a large thing. <laughs> anyway, okay, Kanis, we live in a simulation, or he lives in a pineapple under the sea. <laughs> wow. We live in a simulation mm -hmm. because I am older yes. than SpongeBob in the way that like. It didn't come on until after I was like already wow. like not watching oh, wow. Nickelodeon anymore. Fascinating. So I, 
I know everyone loves it. I know that. I know that. Yeah. And I, it's probably good. And I think there was like a ride I went to at a theme park or something, and that was lovely. But outside of that, I know nothing. Interesting. Huh. I actually feel like I've done this one before, maybe, but I was needing a last one and um, yeah. struggling. So I typed this um, very quickly. So with all that being said, uh, if I repeat myself, I'm sorry. But here it goes. Uh, lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue, or neck, back, pussy, crack? Neck, back, pussy, crack. I don't even know what the first thing is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kenise. The blood and body of Christ, or a cob salad hold the bacon dressing on the side? It's not a cob salad without the thing. <laughs> um, like, I'm not even a Christian. <laughs> But like, but you do believe in a cob salad. <laughs> I do believe in a cob salad. A cob salad means something, okay? It does. You can't just like if you take out, if you're like, ooh, I want a BLT, a whole the B, then it's an yeah. LT. Shut a up. A whole ass panini. <laughs> it's a whole ass panini. God, even just saying the the words cob salad <laughs> really brings you right back to 1999. Yeah, I went to um, a gay resort this summer, and they had a sandwich that was the. LGBT that was uh, I've seen that before yeah which I thought was so funny in how lame it is <laughs> they add guacamole that was okay, what I they was were like, saying the <laughs> and it was like it's Let, a stretch oh LG okay what about Q they should add quaaludes <laughs> quinoa quinoa yeah. no, that would actually <laughs> or quaaludes or, you know yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. <laughs> for the night time yeah um, Kenise, let's get into the topic now that we have okay. <laughs> 10 minutes left. <laughs> wow, we've really been going. Um, I know, but I, I mean, I kind of love it. This harkens back to our early episodes where we would never touch on the topic, which a lot of people miss. So this is kind of for the old, for the old, the old girls. heads. <laughs> yeah. The old heads. The ones the that were there from the beginning. Um, Kenise, you brought a topic that I think is so, what's the, you know, um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's so rich. Oh, rich. I was going to say transcendent. Of, <laughs> transcendent and rich. Um, what is the topic, Kenise, and why is it straight? Why did it come to mind when I asked you to when we asked you to pick a straight topic? Okay. Uh, the topic is Ann Taylor. It came to mind uh, because I thought of the straightest people I know, uh, mainly my mother, mm-hmm. and she loves Ann Taylor so much i like ann taylor in a way that i have to accept like mm-hmm. okay i've never been in an ann taylor and never and like didn't utter the words oh i could wear that <sighs> like it's never happened um it's something how do i put this it's at once not at all aspirational mm. yeah but imbued with middle-class snobbery and i i don't know how it manages to do both of those things simultaneously yeah yeah well it's it's a part of mall culture, but it is the more yes. like reserved, like it's the intellectual side of mall culture. <laughs> <laughs> it is the definition of the phrase upper middle class. Yes. Yes. Like it is, it is not main, it's not fully down the middle, but it's, I don't think act, I don't think like one percenter is where, like it is, no. it is up, it is, um, cli- what's the word? Like, uh, uh, not up and coming. Oh my God. Social mobile, mobile or, um, upwardly, upwardly mobile, mobile. upwardly yeah. mobile people that have, yes. you know, let's say that are in their 40s and have one or two young children. Yes. It says function, sort of, but not. I think they did an SNL uh, sketch that I really liked with, um, what's her face? Her eyes are too big. They're the right size. No one's eyes are too big. <laughs> Emma, what's oh, her Emma Stone. Stone. 
Yes. 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 Yeah, drag her for having big eyes. Get her, get her. (laughs) I have small eyes, and I'm tired of people acting like big-eyed people are the way that we all have to Exactly, and we need to say that. Thank you. Yes. Let's reconsider what sizes eyes can be. Eyes can be small. Eyes can look like anything. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Eyes can look like anything. (laughs) But they did this thing. It was like fashion coward, and uh, it was so accurate. It's like these shirts that have like a button closure but it only goes halfway down so maybe you wear it with a skirt or maybe you don't tuck it in or something it never looks great Mm -hmm. but it never looks bad i have a question what is the difference between ann taylor and eileen fisher (laughs) that's a eileen fisher is not where i grew up but eileen fisher is Eileen Fisher a brand that they would sell at like Macy's or Dillard's or JCPenney or is it its own store? It's its, I own, it was store. its own store. Yeah. And it oh. is, I think maybe Eileen Fisher is more elevated. But maybe. I might be So Eileen Fisher's whole thing is it's more like flowy and boxy. It's like minimalist chic kind of Ooh. for women who have naturally gray hair. Mm. <laughs> Whereas I think Ann Taylor is more, is like. I mean, I don't know. Now I like don't know what I'm saying. I just in my mind they live those two ladies live in the same part of the mall. Ann Taylor, I would say, is like the gap. It is not like because the gap is owned by the same company that owns Banana Republic yes. and Old Navy. Mm-hmm. It is not Banana Republic, yeah. but it is not Old Navy. It's like, right. hey, we're if you like Old Navy, you need to get the fuck out of the store. Right. Okay? But it is <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's again, it's upper middle class. It's like yeah. it is, and it's very worried. It's like it's worried about being middle class. <laughs> yes, it says like, do not let me in with those other people. Okay, we're not doing anything that is associated with the pores. We're not doing that. Okay, so like maybe like a splash of color, but nothing too bright. Nothing. If you were trying to disguise yourself as like <laughs> a a mom somewhere, like I'm surprised. Okay, here we are. <laughs> In Ocean's 8, right, it was all these women and they're like, we need to be invisible for a period of time to secure what we need to secure. And then we need to become visible. What they could have done is gone to truly any Ann Taylor because it is like nondescript neutrals that you'd be like, I I don't remember what she was wearing. I have no, like you could not describe it to the cops. Right. And that's perfect, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's camouflage for upper middle class white women. <laughs> yes, exactly. You will blend in seamlessly. You won't have to think about it too much. Everything kind of goes with everything because nothing is so specific that it would clash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it fear based dressing? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Please, dear God, please, dear God, let me hold on to the status that I have. I could lose everything at every moment. Yeah. I need my husband to still look at me, but not so much. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. It really kind of tells the story of suburban sprawl. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, I would say, I feel like I, I have been called tragically straight. And it has been a part of my life. This whole time. So, yeah, I think it's quite straight. Hmm. What would you say? First of all, who called you tragically straight? (laughs) I have been called tragically straight and tragically horny. Oh. Uh, Yeah. Wow. 
It's quite a I'm trying combo. To, he called me tragically straight. Okay, Sam Morrison has called me both. He constantly says, I'm going to out you, Kenise, because you're gay. And then he also <laughs> says that I am tragically straight. So huh. I don't know. Huh. I feel like you are someone who, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think of you as someone who enjoys dating. I don't know if I enjoy it. As like, do cigarette smokers enjoy smoking? You have to hope. Um, I think so. I mean, it'll. <laughs> they're addicted to it. Yeah, and they addic- do it, and it's almost so like you're a addicted to dating. Yeah. Okay. It's like a. I mean, like, <laughs> um, it's like, yeah, it's like a thing where I'm like, oh, I don't know what else to do, so I guess I'll sure. keep doing this. But I wouldn't say that I enjoy. Okay. 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 Huh. But yeah. <laughs> I remember one time, and sorry, this is like years ago. We got brunch truly like four years ago. And I remember we were talking about New Year's resolutions. And one of you, and we can cut this out if you don't want me to say it. One of yours was like, it was like a specific number. It was like two dates a week or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that to me, I'm like, oh, this is, it's like, you enjoy the I lifestyle of dating. I was hoping it dating. was with the same person. Oh, okay. I would love to like have a person that I am dating and we go on okay. two dates a oh. week versus me like truly not. This is not. I have. I actually took January off dating. Um, I'll start again in a week. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it has more so been like, OK, I go on one date a week, but it's with a different person every right. time. So, yeah. Interesting. My sister well, says I don't like anybody, which she says is my underlying. Like, I do think why you have I high standards that. for people, for sure. I certainly feel like uh, wow. when talking to you, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, when talking to you, I'm like, okay, I'm going to bring my A game. I'm not going to, I'm really? not going to be like kind of half in, half out. What? George. Okay. Let me, okay. Let's don't just, you think let's, so, Sam? I mean. Put it, put it all, all the cards on the table, George. You're like hipper than hell okay it is so frustrating <laughs> like, oh my it's like, god oh god like if i run into you and i look not like at my best dressing oh. i feel bad about it because i'm like but george is cool and he's gonna fucking know and he's like <laughs> do you want to yeah. know something i swear to god this is true about two months ago i saw you across the street and you were wearing you have like i think it's like a bright colored jacket that you have don't yeah, have, lots, lots. Yeah, of you. It's something I recognize, and I literally didn't say hi because I didn't look good, and I didn't want to like. I didn't want to interact. Wow, you guys are in like a arms race with each other. I know. <laughs> it's like who can intimidate the other. <laughs> I know. I am intimidated. I'll admit it. I, All right. I, I well, I'll admit that. it too. And now, and you know what? Now we have to make a pact. Neither of us can no like is intimidated any longer. You have to let it let, let it go. Yeah, I'll let yeah. it go. Yeah, I just... you're so very cool. And I listened to an old episode, like not an old episode. It was the episode with Shalewa, and you mm-hmm. do sound like you are being sarcastic at every moment. And <laughs> I so I'm know. like, I'm sorry, oh, no. especially with Shalewa. It's like. <laughs> It's like, imagine me wanting to ever be, like, mock Shalewa. Um, It is hard to imagine, though. She's unlockable. I mean, I can't can't help it. This is what I sound like. (laughs) This is how I was raised, to sound condescending to everyone. (sighs) Anyway, Sam, thoughts? Yeah, I just want to go on the record and say I've always been normal to both of you. I've never Lord. put you on a pedestal, nor have I put you in a lower position. It's, I've seen you as you are, and yeah. um, nothing more, nothing less. You kind of, I think a good way to be less intimidated of someone is to imagine them wearing Ann Taylor. That works. Well, yeah. That works 100%. To return to it, Kenise, do you, have you, do you own things from Ann Taylor? Do you, 100%. And do you like them? They are 
utility players mm. is what I would call them in a wardrobe. And the thing is, I don't even think I've paid for Ann Taylor loft or Ann Taylor. <laughs> you stole it. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I have clothing swaps every oh. six months. Like ladies come over, we Mm -hmm. drink, we serve. I serve food. Like I have a bunch of clothing racks. We set it up. It's a shopping experience. I'm sorry, but this again is Gilmore Girls. (laughs) (laughs) You live in a a sitcom. sitcom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. You're okay. You're constantly dating. Your high school is a campus, and you're doing clothing swaps with the girlies. (laughs) (laughs) You're literally doing. You're like. You're literally Alexis (laughs) Bledel. I don't know how else to say it. I've never watched that show, but I. Don't feel good about you saying that. I've never watched it either. It's but. idyllic. Um, I actually love that yeah. show, but <laughs> but sorry. Continue on your clothing okay. swap. Okay, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. Swap. Well, I did, but sometimes you have to. <laughs> but you'll see something, and you're like, oh, I guess that. Like, okay, I need something where it's like now, like where it's like, okay, it's 20 degrees. I'm a dress lady, but I'm gonna wear pants because I don't want my vagina to freeze off. So I need some pants that are like gonna go with like a bright top or something that's more of a statement piece not contradict with just like sit there and it just comes into my wardrobe because of that Mm -hmm. and oh i take clothes from my sister i have a twin sister and she and i whenever she comes to visit me she holds out her hand and i have to put an item of clothing in her hand and that's now her item and similarly i go down to where she lives and she will put an item of clothing in my hand and it is often ann taylor wow that's nice yeah. I have a question. What is Ann Taylor Loft? And that's thank you for asking that because you guys have not heard of Ann no, Taylor. No, no, I have heard of it, but I couldn't <laughs> okay, I tell like, you. Like it, I've heard of it. It's it's such. I feel like it's such a kind of like, even just like in stand up, it's such a common punchline. It's like when someone wants to denote that someone is a white woman, they're like, "Oh, Ann Taylor Loft." But I couldn't tell you what. Like, what does the loft add? Okay, so you like Ann Taylor. Sometimes things don't like. It's like Nordstrom Rack. Oh, okay, okay. It is so the, it's cheaper. Yes, it's the cheaper, like, here's, like, even, like, how do I put this? Like, Target will sometimes pair with designers to make something that's a little bit more interesting. Those things, if they don't sell at all, like, the worst part of those collaborations, that would go to, like, the Target version of an Ann Taylor Loft. So, like, things when, like, they step outside of the box and they're like, actually, you know what, we do need to stay right in our lane. Those things will end up at Ann Taylor Loft. If they made like 40 million pairs of jeans and only 30 million of them sold the rest are at Ann Taylor Loft. Yeah, it's, it is the discount slightly like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to find here, but this is interesting. Okay. Maybe it was tried on one too many times. To me, Loft, I imagine fancy. Well, it's, it's New York. It's, it's New York. (laughs) (laughs) Think a Loft in like a deserted mill. And a Loft in Albuquerque. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. (laughs) St. Louis. St. Louis. Got it. Okay. So kind of a secondary American city. Not the main ones, but you know. Not the main ones. Yeah. yeah. It's something that like, I think it's meant to be like, oh, in those, I feel like such a bitch. I, Boston, (laughs) is Boston a secondary city? Yeah. Please give me I'm not going to, you can dig this all farther if you want. (laughs) (laughs) No, please go in. (laughs) I mean, there's famously that Onion article that's like people of Boston wake up and play another game of big city. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. Um, yeah, I feel like that is supposed to make like, Ann Taylor, you put that on and you get to be like, in this small town, I am the queen bee versus right. like actually making <laughs> okay, choices. And, like, yes, yeah, yeah. yes okay. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Okay. You know, sometimes I feel that New York has um, skewed my perspective in a way that is um, not right. Like, <laughs> like I remember thinking like a J Crew was like the fanciest store on earth, and being like, "Well, I can maybe afford one shirt from a J Crew," and now it's like, Ugh, "J Crew, like, <laughs> okay, like Midwestern yes. mom," and it's like, yes. it's so weird how now I'm like, "Well, real clothes are this," and I I don't necessarily like how um um unrelatable. Uh, we are becoming. <laughs> wow. Yes. I will. Okay. I still wear and take. <laughs> yeah. Say I, if I, I don't even like, I am poor. I'm not poor. I just don't have a lot of money and not a lot of disposable income. So like still to me, if someone was like pay full retail at J crew, I'd be like, I don't know about that. How about, how about I get a thrift store? Of that. Yeah. yeah. And it's that's a very good point. Because it's not even that I'm like rich and like over it. It's more like conceptually, I just know now that it's like looked down on by people who are. And, yes. <laughs> and it's hard to like be forget that when you're well New yeah. York oh. is yeah, New York is largely about having strong opinions about brands. That's true. Strong opinions about everything. Just like yeah. I like this yes. and this is the way it should be, and I will demand that from everyone around me. But there's also a way to like Having strong opinions about brands is easier than having strong opinions about like, I don't know, you know, art or books or, you know, whatever. So I feel like that's like, then it's a way for everyone to feel like they're part of a conversation. I get that. Yeah. I I mean. Wait, what are some brands that you guys like? That you know, are no, this like is a good, this is a good question. Brand. Well, and this, yeah. and, and I brought up J. Crew because I do, I actually like J. Crew, and like J. I think Crew's the clothes good. are fun. The J. Crew is good, and also Sam, you have, I, you have those corduroys from J. Crew that I went and tried on, and they looked awful. On me. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, pleated. They're a little wide legged. Yeah, and, they're, um, they're, so they're, they're, and I a bit of a challenge. Is it pleated back. Pleated, pleated is back. Back. Okay. Okay. For for men at least. Okay. But I also think for women, because I think for women right now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the row is very in and very much like tailored oversized menswear for women is what everyone's going to be wearing. <laughs> Good for them. I can't. Yes. I won't. I'm stuck in the past. I accept it. Don't you think you'd look great in kind of an oversized David Byrne? I can see <laughs> it. I can absolutely see it. I think that, okay, that works if you are shaped in a hanger-like way. Like, if Mm. you're, like, some, like, you have shoulders that exist at, like, I have thick shoulders, but the rest of me is equally there. They want you to have, like, drapiness, and it's not going to drape, so I don't want to You got to drape, you got to (laughs) drape. Yeah, it's got to, like, ooh, look how flowy it is around this person, not like, oh, wow, men's clothes just fit her? That doesn't work. (laughs) That's not that's not the look. You know, okay. whenever we I the yeah, go ahead. gay male misogyny really jumps out whenever I, I we start <laughs> thinking about like women's fashion for me. Oh yeah. Like because true. I'm always like, okay, imagine this. This is the look. You're topless. And you're, <laughs> you're wearing <laughs> Wait, you're so right. Uh, it's, but, really like, you're, but you're wearing suit pants and like it's uh, like in little pasties and it's so iconic. Yeah, it's so toxic. <laughs> it's like imagine this, you're a doll. You're a Barbie. <laughs> You're a Barbie, but you're in Gucci. (laughs) It's Um, truly, I'm like, wow, my perception of what it is to be a woman is like so messed up. (laughs) Well, it is just like someone being like, do this, but mm -hmm. not like that. Yeah. 
and they just keep saying not like that That's <laughs> yeah it. yeah it's yeah it's really um it's really tough because it is inherently objectifying <laughs> like i don't know it's yeah <laughs> Yeah, I um, okay. am constantly repenting for my my unconscious misogyny. <laughs> so in that respect, is Ann Taylor um Ann Taylor is a is a feminist brand. It is not speaking to the gay male gaze. <laughs> no. Oh. No. You know what? I like this spin on it. Yeah, it is not. Uh-uh. It is not speaking to the gay male gaze at all. I feel like yeah, no, no. Yeah. It's a woman saying, "I'm me and I'm going to shop for me and I'm Mm-hmm. And I'm getting what's comfortable and looks good for me. Okay, I like that. But also, that. I, I am afraid to step out of my lane. <laughs> and that. Okay, Ladies so it's, say, it oh, can be... I could never wear that shop at Ann Taylor. Mm. Okay, let me hear. So, Sam, at some point you asked if it was fear-based. And I'm like, okay, if you're not empowered, it's fear-based because you're trying to hide. But if you are empowered, it is empowering because you don't care about the male gaze. Which kind of complicates the whole narrative. It does. And I like this complication. Right? As like, an... it, it can be, it's either empowering or it's like, don't look at me, I'm a dumb baseline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, intention is everything, I guess. Yeah. Mm. And we should screen every single person that enters Ann Taylor Loft and, and sort of hit them with a... Well, we should ask, are you empowered? <laughs> are, you, yeah. are you empowered or are you afraid? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that is kind of like the condition of the upper middle class white woman is it's constantly wavering between empowered and afraid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know personally, but I right. think it is. Yeah. Makes sense. And I'm sorry to racialize it because as we were literally talking to a, a consumer of these products and yet I keep, I keep whitewashing the clientele. <laughs> wow. I think, how do I put this? My mom like other people, was trying to assimilate in certain Mm -hmm. ways. She worked in tech. She worked in management. And it is like, yes, I fit in with you all, right? And so she had a collection of cardigans that she wore. And she had like the weird sleeveless under sweater and then the cardigan that goes over it. And she had enough of these that my older sister wrote the Queen Latifah show and had them fly my mom to New York. Oh my God. And they gave her a makeover and sent her on dates. And on national TV, <gasps> my older sister just roasted my mom about all of these Ann Taylor cartoons. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. I can't believe it took you this long to bring this up. <laughs> I know, this is burying the lead. <laughs> but yeah, I think it is for that, like, I am, I can assimilate. I am like yeah. wall and i think so that like it is mostly thought of like as white women but women from other places women of other groups are also like oh shit i gotta make these white people feel comfortable fuck right okay. gotta hit up ann taylor yeah gotta hit up ann taylor i can't believe your mom was on tv going on dates and getting a makeover <laughs> was she was she upset about that or was it fun or uh i mean she was like okay free trip to new york okay yeah here. like she went I think on a that date sounds doable. That sounds much more doable than like Queer Eye. Like t- sure. I feel like Queen Latifah would be supportive. She was, although I mean I don't love the makeup choices that they made. But yeah, whatever, it was the ninety. It was the late nineties or the early two thousands. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, she went on a date with this guy, and then she was like, 
talking about how like he was nice but she wasn't really into him she didn't really feel it mm-hmm. uh, and then they like did a big reveal that it, she went on a date with Queen Latifah's dad uh, <laughs> what <laughs> that's they, insane they like sprung it on her like the guy that you went on a date with is my dad <laughs> wait what I'm sorry the fuck? that is so that's insane insane <laughs> I know <laughs> the fuck <laughs> this story keeps getting so much weirder I cannot believe this <laughs> Queen Latifah needs to be on trial at the Hague <laughs> what the hell did what, how did it conclude did they like did they keep in touch no <laughs> they both well, I'm sorry pool, it's also so like they played pool on their date I imagine your mo- and I mean I don't want to speculate about anyone's age but like I imagine your mom is closer to age in Queen with, with Queen Latifah than with her dad. No, uh, her dad was older yeah. than my mom, but like not that much. Maybe okay, like okay, ten okay. years. Right. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. There's just something about like to me, if I'm your mom and I'm talking to Queen Latifah, I'm like, okay, we're we're girls, we're gabbing, like we're equals. Yes. So it really fucks up the power dynamic <laughs> to be like, I'm your stepdaughter now, bitch. <laughs> Or, like, you can't talk bad about this person because, yeah. ta-da, it's my, it's my, my dad. dad. What a fucking twist. <sighs> that is insane. That's incredible. Wow. You know, there's a new, um, Yvonne Orji uh, is hosting a new show where the kids of divorced parents set up their parents. So it's, like, or either divorced or widowed or whatever, like, mm-hmm. single parents. So it's, like some guy's dad is being set up with some girl's mom and then like that's the premise of the show i love it already i'll watch it (laughs) which i do think is it's actually it's one of those things where it's like what how has that how has this not been done already like it's so inherently heartwarming yeah yeah anyway well i want to watch the show huge shout out to television (laughs) huge (laughs) shout out to television i love it just keep making it just keep making it um, should we um, do our final seg? Yeah, I think so. I mean, Kanice has to go to the theater soon. I mean, she literally I has do. to get to the theater. Um, <laughs> get get her to the Greek. <laughs> wow. Get the really to a theater. I have not yeah. heard a reference to yeah. get him to the Greek in a long yeah, time. Yeah. So that was well, my yeah. You haven't been hanging out with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with George, everything's Greek. Am I right? Everything's Greek. It's all Greek to me, but it's about the movie Get Him to the Greek. <laughs> Um okay. Um, okay. Well, Kenise, our right. final segment is called Shout Outs and in it we pay homage to the classic street tradition of a radio shout out and shout out to anything that we are enjoying. Um you know, sort of in the style of TRL it's 2001 and you're shouting out to your squad back home. Um just about anything that we like. Um yeah. George, you don't happen to have one, do you? I'll do one. It'll be Ernest. I don't have like a funny one, no, but please. I'll do it. Ernest is good. What's up freaks and losers out there? I want to give a quick shout out to Bridget Everett. Bridget Everett's new show just premiered on HBO, and let me tell you something about this woman. I saw her live once in San Francisco at a dive bar, and she literally got, this was fully a dive bar. She got up on the bar and stage dove in a dive bar (laughs) to approximately 12 people that were at that show. It was one of the most exhilarating things I've ever seen in my life. I literally decided I was gonna pursue comedy that night. She is an absolute genius. She is maybe my favorite live performer of any medium. I worship the ground she walks on and, Stradios, we have to make the show a hit. We have to make the show a hit. We're counting on you. Go watch Bridget Everett's new HBO show. I have to see it. Woo! 
Um, Ooh, it also has Jeff Hiller, who's a nice person. Yes, we nice love person. Jeff Hiller. Yeah. Um, okay. Ooh, what's up, everybody out there? I am Sam, first and foremost, and I just want to give a huge, uh, earnest shout-out to um, FKA Twigs. I just wow. want to say I'm. Uh, she has new music out, and I'm so grateful for it. I, I don't consider myself an FKA Twigs head until I listen to her music, then I'm like, oh, I'm fully an FKA Twigs head. Every album I love, and this one is um, playful, accessible. It's I can recommend it to my brother and not be like he's gonna find this annoying and i think that is powerful and i love watching videos of her dance i wish my body moved like that she is an icon she is a legend and for some reason she seems humble i love you fk twigs <laughs> Woo! Hey, uh, i would i would like to hey, hey what's up <laughs> people in the universe i would like to shout out loungewear and sleepwear which Ooh. i didn't really invest in before but now i have matching pajamas sets and several robes and kimonos and it's pretty fucking dope i love it uh they're comfortable they're they look good i think uh but i also like ann taylor so you can tell me that i'm uh, a <laughs> dumb idiot but yeah shout out to loungewear what's up Woo-hoo! oh i love that, I love that God, too. What, a, what a wide variety of shout outs today yeah kind of a little bit of everything oh god i do love loungewear yeah. Do you know what? One of my best friends from college at some point founded, they have since folded, but founded a company and the premise was it it's pajamas that you can also wear outside. So it's like matching pajama sets, but they're also mix and match and you can wear the shirts outside. Love it. I and gotta I got be honest, two I hate sets. it. What? <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry to your friend, nothing but respect. I'm sure it's hard to start a business, but I hate it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Well, you know, I'm, with that. I'm treating everyone like an equal. I'm being honest. <laughs> Get him. Sam Taggart against female entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay, well, now that I know that she's a woman, um, I love it. I think it's an incredible brand. <laughs> you think it's a slay? <laughs> I think it's a slay. And um, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to make that joke. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to make right. that joke. All right, folks. Okay, well, thank you well, so much, Kenise. This has been thank incredible. Thank you so much, Kenise. Thank Absolute you. Absolute joy. Bye. 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 <laughs>